Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. True Hauntings is a frightfully good production. In the early pioneering days of Canada, one thing that was terribly important to be able to traverse the vastness of the country was transport. This is where Alexander Galt stepped in and created a railway and coal company. He also built a small hospital for his employees, and this building is the subject of this week's podcast episode. Over the years, it was also a schoolhouse, and now it is used as a museum, and it is one of the most haunted buildings in Canada. Hi, I'm Renata. And I'm Anne, and in this week's episode, we head to the wilds of Canada to explore the Galt Museum and find out why this place has seemed to collect so many resident spirits. Anne and Renata have been investigating paranormal occurrences for the past 20 years. They have been at the center of various unexplained phenomena and have witnessed countless ghostly experiences. The duo now turn to high-profile cases that have attracted the eyes of the world. Between the dimensions we see and the dimensions we don't, supernatural forces are at play. Evil lurks within the shadows of our homes and in the darkest corners of our minds. It follows us like a shadow, forever. This is where nightmares become reality. This is True Hauntings. There aren't usually ghosts in cemeteries or morgues because they aren't drawn to those places. People don't actually die in cemeteries or morgues, explained Galt volunteer and amateur paranormal investigator Jeff Small, adding he isn't interested in proving the existence of ghosts. He already knows they exist. He is far more interested in finding out why they exist. A lot of ghost hunters and parapsychologists use electronic equipment to find ghosts, but I can't afford that. I'm more interested in why there are cold spots or fluctuating electrical fields, he said, adding there is really powerful underground movement in Lethbridge of people interested in ghosts. The local amateur parapsychologist not only grew up in a haunted house, but he has had numerous encounters with spirits. I grew up in a haunted house. We had a dog who would not go downstairs. He would stand at the top of the stairs growling. 
and even if you picked him up and carried him downstairs, he would start growling, then run back upstairs, he related. We also had a cat. I remember we had closed and locked all the windows, and then we would leave to go out to a restaurant. I remember seeing the cat in the window. But when we got back, all of the windows and doors would be open, and the cat would be outside. And we didn't have a doggy door or anything, and nothing was taken or disturbed inside. He related adding this first experience with a ghost at the Galt happened when he was in grade four visiting the learning centre. I saw a nurse. I was already interested in ghosts and asked the staff who was playing the nurse. They said they didn't have anybody playing the nurse. There was a nurse's uniform on a mannequin, but the nurse I saw didn't have a mannequin face. She actually turned around and looked at me, he said. So that started me on the path to paranormal research. Hi, Anne, and welcome to the studio. Hi. That's a really interesting story. Where did that one come from? Um, it came from a website called labeat.ca, and it's, uh, it was an article about the local paranormal investigator who was uh, investigating there but um, I'm not sure if I said mannequin or mannequin I'm not sure which is the right way to say it so I've just left it there you can all laugh at me if I've got it wrong <laughs> let us know what you think guys in the comments is it mannequin mannequin or mannequin <laughs> just don't give oh, up it just, just depends the brain on is now drooling out the ears d- d- it depends on what side of the bed you yeah, get out of aluminium aluminium that's know. right um, it's does show though how this kind of this interest in ghosts sparks for people hmm. and how they can have a love affair with it all their lives and how they progress and go no I want to find out more it, this this has really just been so it's like you know do you follow the ghosts or do the ghosts follow you and like how how is it the chicken what is the spark is it the chicken before the egg kind oh, of story. Do we have to go down that argument? Yeah, it's <laughs> not not today. Not today. Oh, but I did I did sort of feel very sorry for him when he said that, you know, the ghost hunters and parapsychologists use electronic equipment to find ghosts, but I can't afford that. Oh, oh I felt sorry darling. for him. Oh, he may now. Yeah. He may now. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about the history. Uh, this place and the story behind it is very much kind of centred in a very um, hard-working, um, blue-collar place. So Sensible, it's, level-headed people. Yeah, it's, it's not going to be something that's outstanding um, in its sort of historical matter um, as you'll get. So I don't want to be... So you're going to be bored, people? I don't want to be too boring. You're going to be bored out of your brain? So we're talking about Lethbridge, and Lethbridge uh, was established in the late 1800s in the Oldman River Valley, and it was established as a coal mining community. Canada very often reflects Australia in the way it started Mm -hmm. and what was needed to start to build those communities. Originally, it was known also as coal banks, (coughs) just like Newcastle was known as, um, or the river was known as Coal River. 
And that was because... Yeah, we got coal. We got coal. We got coal. The name officially changed to Lethbridge in October 1885 in honour of William Lethbridge, who was an original shareholder in the Northwest Coal and Navigation Company, the NCNC. Oh, that sounds very flash. Lethbridge is known for its bright sunshine. It has more than 320 days per year of beautiful warm summers and beautiful sunshine. It has mild winters and that's because of its semi-arid climate and Chinook winds. Now, you know what that means, doesn't it? Don't you? It's near the Rocky Mountains. Yeah, but it also means that Edward can't live there with his family. Who's Edward? Edward the vampire, because he'll sparkle. Oh. They need days where there's lots of overcast and rain and miserable, so people can't see them sparkling. Come on, Renata, keep with it. Look, one of of my family lives, um, has chosen to marry and live in uh, Canada. Canada? (laughs) Canada. (laughs) And um, she often tells us how cold it gets. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know whether I. I would. Lo- I would go there in a heartbeat. Well, I was watching as I was saying to people the other day. I've been watching this Canadian program called uh, Curiosity Inc. on YouTube, and uh, it's where they they buy houses that people may have hoarded. They've got no family left, and he buys the contents of the house and mm-hmm. then cleans it out. Yeah. Uh, and I've been watching it through their winters and then through their summers Mm -hmm. and he was saying like oh you know we've got to get the windows open it's a bit hot today it's 40 degrees celsius i'm thinking hang on doesn't it get down to minus stuff in canada yes so that's a big big range of weather happening there yeah yeah Mm. let me get back to oh sorry we squirreled The Altman River divides the north and south sides from the west side and the river valleys are home to one of North America's largest urban park systems. So it must be very, very pretty there. Yeah. Now, the Sir Alexander Galt Hospital was built essentially as a company hospital for all the coal miners that were going out to the region um, to build the Alberta Railway. Well, I like this person better than the ones in Newcastle or Ball's End that built a cemetery for their workers. Yes. Well, you know, they... To save they, them taking days off or time off. They had to be begged for that as well. Oh, Can you give us a piece of land to bury our dead? That you mm. killed in your mine accidents. That's right. Uh, it was... The, the hospital itself was really needed for the area and it also served <coughs> the residents of the young community of Lethbridge, which was growing at that time because people were coming out to seek employment. Hmm. Prior to that, there was a small hospital built uh, in Lethbridge. Um, As this um, company started to grow, it had three beds. And and it was shared by the police. (laughs) (laughs) So they were multitasking. Yes, yes. And they tried to petition for more money, but they couldn't get it. And then along came the Galt family. Now, the Galt family were the founders and owners of um, the company, the Alberta Railway and Coal Company, and they financed the earlier hospital that was built on the site in 1891. There always seemed to be issues with the amount of money that had to be thrown at this place. Um, it, It didn't... Do well, but it wasn't looked at, I guess, at that point in time as something that was supposed to turn a profit. 
as our hospitals do now. Yeah. Right? So they were kind of always on the back foot and always in debt. And the family kept on having to finance Prop all the up. time. And even um, Alexander Galt Sr., um, when he moved on and his son took over, his son still supported the whole hospital. It was a beautiful building. They built a stunning, stunning building. Uh, and I'll try and find a, a couple of the old postcards of what it looked like and put oh, it yes, up. yes, I did see some. Because, I think I've saved some. Yeah, they were beautiful. It was beautiful. Um, not so much now, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> they just turn everything into these boxes, don't yeah. they? Mm. Take off the pretty bits. Now, the building um, became very significant to Lethbridge because it was like a representation of the population growth um, and how much wealth and richness was coming into the area. Outside of those major cities, um, as as places grew, um, you know, they, they wanted these special buildings, these big places that kind of said, look, we've made it. We're big now too. Aren't we grand? Aren't we grand? And the hospital became one of those. In 1910, the historic red brick building was added to and uh, there was in nine, sorry, 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 go back. Oh, yeah, we'll 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 forgive you. No, we'll start that again. Can you start that again? In 1910, uh, the building that you see now, the the red brick building, was added to the existing 1891 Galt Hospital because of the growing need for more hospital beds. So from the time it opened in September 1910 until June 1955, the building served the community as a hospital with wards, operating rooms, a morgue and an administrative centre. Wow, so it's really stepped up now. Mm. And in 1910, it also marked the opening of the Galt School of Nursing. Oh. So they also had a teaching institute within the walls of the hospital and young women uh, who wanted to become nurses, nurses served three years at the hospital working really long hours. Yeah, that reminds me of uh, Prince Henry at Little Bay. Yes. We had the the training nurses there as well, and sometimes they were there for like 20 hours a day. Yeah. Shocking, huh? Yeah. You imagine making uh, uh, the people, the trainees now do that. Mm. I know some of the doctors work long hours. I know. I don't understand why they do that. You would think you'd want to have the doctors in, in... peak mental Yeah, they'd health. be fatigued. Mm. But I suppose it's the choice of fatigued doctors or no doctors. Mm. Maybe it's the building of their stamina. I don't know. Now, in 1955, the municipal hospital opened and both the Galt Hospital operation and the nursing school moved into the new location and the Galt building had another addition added to it in the 1930s and it was initially connected to the old 1891 hospital. Uh, and uh, it sort of kind of changed a little bit. It added an extra element to the hospital, so patients that required long-term care uh, but really didn't need to be hospitalised anymore um, could go into this rehabilitation centre, and that served the people of Lethbridge, the municipal district of Lethbridge, and also nearby towns, and that kind of continued until 1965. 
That was a grand year, 1965. Oh, it was. That's when you were born, wasn't it? Oh, shall we re- reveal your date of birth now? <laughs> no. Shall I give him your year? <laughs> Thanks for that. Hi, everyone. I'm turning 58 in a week or so. Well, oh, there you go. It's yeah. your birthday. Everyone she- who wants to send a card or, you know. A, I'd love a birthday, a happy birthday card. Oh, please send in a birthday card, from, will you please? From around the world. Yeah. It'd be fabulous. Hang on. I've got the address here. You, you, it, it's P.O. Box... Two two eight five, Danga. Yeah, it's spelled Danga. While I find the D A N G A R, and then I've got the postcode Danga two three zero nine, and then it's N S W for New South Wales, and then Australia. And it doesn't matter if it's late; she'll still I don't accept mind. it. I'd just be so excited. Somebody gave me a birthday card because nobody makes a fuss on my birthday. Oh, you poor baby. <laughs> <laughs> Once the building was no longer required for this long-term care, it was turned over to the Lethbridge Health Unit. By the way, she's much older than me. The health unit used the main floor of the 1910 building and the 1930 edition. And on the second floor and in the basement, there was another new tenant, the Sir Alexander Galt Museum which included in its management the development and operation of the archive. So very much like um, Little Bay. Yes. Funny about these hospitals all being very similar, huh? Mm. The Galt Museum was established and it it was there before it moved. Uh, sorry, the Galt Museum was actually established elsewhere mm-hmm. uh, and it was moved to the old Galt Hospital. It was actually created in 1964 as the first civic museum in the area and it was curated by George McKillop and held in the former... <gasps> McKillop? Is that a relationship yeah, to our no. Mary McKillop, the no. saint of Newcastle? No. Oh, okay. And it was held in the former Bowman Elementary School. Now, up until 1971, it was run by the Lethbridge and District Historical Society and it grew so large that it could no longer fit into the space. Um, and the old hospital needed a new use. So the museum was moved into the old Gold Hospital and was called the Gold Museum. This kind of leads me, and before I, I finish, um, it kind of leads me to this thing of, so where did all the ghosts come from? Yes. You know, did, did they inhabit the items? Did they move with the museum? Uh, did they come into the new museum. So this is this is something that people will have to sort of think about well, as I love you tell the stories. I, I love how you've summarised the uh, <laughs> the whole episode before we start the ghost stories. Sorry, it gives people something to think about. Now, <sighs> just want to finish yeah, that go for it. Um, Alexander Galt was, uh, as you mentioned, from what I read, he was a pretty good man. I, I have found that there are a lot of Really lovely Canadians out there. Mm. Hello, Melissa. <laughs> and uh, the the original hospital building that he financed took two years to build, and it was opened by the Prime Minister, Sir Wilfred Laurier. So it, it must have been quite important. I mean, Canada's a big place, and it is. they brought the the Prime Minister out to open it. Now, Laurier was so impressed by Alexander Galt that he actually honoured him by giving him a national distinction. And Alexander Galt became Canada's first finance minister and high commissioner to London. Ooh, that's Mm. fancy. And 
I guess it's all because he was considered to be a founder of Lethbridge because of his involvement in the coal mining industry, the railway expansion, and also early irrigation projects that really developed the area. The Galt Museum building, the one that's remaining, is the only building left relating to the Galt family in the area. Oh, and that's what I'm ending on. Right. So, um, yeah, you were saying there wasn't a huge amount of history there. Uh, there's, there's been, well, was there any battles nearby? Well, it's all on um, all of this area here in Lethbridge. If if you read about the the early history of it, of course, sits on um, the indigenous peoples' lands. Yes. Uh, so there are a number of different uh, indigenous tribes around the area, and I guess one of the things that uh, would certainly impact those people and kind of disperse them would be the coming of the railway and all of the white people coming to dig up their lands. Uh, and so this would certainly cause friction um, amongst Oops, them all. Knock my microphone. Yeah, yeah, it would. But um, let's let's now have a look at the specific ghost stories associated with this location. I'm finding it very hard to turn and look at Renata from here. Um there are quite a few ghost stories associated with it. So, I mean, when we come to investigations and things, we do get excited when a hospital's involved, don't we? Yes. And I specifically went looking to see whether there were any any details about the old Gold Hospital. And really all I got was what I've I've mentioned. I didn't get any sort of juicy stuff about horrible, horrific things happening within the hospital. There was no experimentation. No. There was no poor treatment of people no. who were slightly different. No. Uh, nothing like that at all. But let me tell you about one horrific thing that did happen there. And this is the best-known ghost of the location. Every time I say Galt, I feel like I'm going, Galt, Galt. Yeah. Hey, you know what else was in Canada we did a story on? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I've got trauma about that word. Ben. Say Ben. Ben. And that's it. I'll put your teeth back in. All right, here we go. So, there was something pretty bad that happened. There was a man called George Benjamin Bailey. And he was, I think he was 60, if I remember correctly from the stories. And he had come to the hospital to get his appendix removed in the 1930s. Now, they wheeled him into the elevator, but they only got halfway into the elevator when the doors closed on the bed and the elevator began to rise. No, we've always we've That's, all seen those TikToks. Oh, it's a oh, nightmare. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's one of those things. Now, the wheels were caught on the outside and the nurse was not able to pull the bed fully into the elevator. So poor George, as the elevator started to go up, the table he was on, the bed tipped upwards and shooted him off down because the doors were open into the shaft below. George slid head first off the bed to the bottom of the elevator shaft 
But the surprising thing was he didn't die. Didn't they? You'd think after that happened, you'd die immediately. Mm-hmm. But they raced downstairs to, to go and get him, and he was up and walking and laughing about what had happened. Oh, my gosh. A few days later, he died from head injuries. Oh. So oh, they didn't dear. have the technology we have now to understand that he probably had some sort of brain hematoma that started to swell mm-hmm. and killed him. So George is thought to haunt the area and uh, that people will get a uh, shuffling of feet, blasts of cold air and has been sensed and felt throughout the whole of the hospital. But he's not a horrible spirit. He's not angry about what happened to him. He's just hanging out, which I think is really lovely. Mm-hmm. There are also reports of children in the the vicinity apparently there was a ward where the children you know the the children's ward as you have it yeah uh and there's been reports of um laughter chattering in the background but i found some names which i thought was interesting oh interesting They, they said that there's two possible ghosts sarah and alexander and they're thought to be of native heritage, so indigenous. Uh-huh. Uh, they like to wave at people walking outside from the upstairs windows when the museum has been closed for hours. And again, the laughter of the kitties have been heard throughout. But that wasn't the only one that was reported. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. 
there was also the story of somebody called Florence. Now, Florence was a six-year-old girl who was poisoned by her mother. Oh, no, that's sad. I don't know whether it was one of those things where the parents deliberately keep making their child sick. Was they called Munchausen by proxy or something? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, to get the attention. Uh, so she's supposed to be also one of the spirits that still wander throughout the museum, singing, talking, turning lights on and off as well as Sarah and Alexander. Now, then I found another story in regards to a a local Indigenous man who had his own story. Uh, It was a native elder who was working late at the museum, reported seeing some native children waving to him out of a window. He assumed the children belonged to a native cleaning lady and forgot about it for a while, but later discussions revealed that the museum never employed a native cleaning lady and that the children should not have been in the museum after hours. The only conclusion that he was left with is that he had seen a ghost. So that was from the Galt Museum itself. So that must be Sarah and Alexander. Mm Mm-hmm. They seem to be very proud of their ghost stories, don't they? It was really cool to see that the museum had put up all of these stories too. Mm -hmm. But I'll get to all of that. There was also another man who was studying late. And as he exited the museum, he felt that irresistible urge to... Look over his shoulder. No, you never look over your shoulder. You just keep going. So as he did, he looked up and spotted a young girl waving goodbye to him through the window from the room he had just left. Mm -hmm. So that's another report of these children that have been seen there. So apart from the children, other phenomena that has been reported in the building is lights being turned on and off, footsteps down the hallway, and as we said before, conversations. But the most off-putting thing that is reported is that of shadow people watching workers do their job. Oh. Now, what's what's mm. your thought on shadow people, Renata? Um, that they just aren't fully formed. Um, to me, a shadow person may be, um, and you mentioned this sometimes, a, a shard of um, what we believe spirits to be. And and we have stories of of spirits appearing in all different forms from wisps of uh, light material to being as real as you and I, um, where people can actually touch them um, and they look like normal people. So in, in that variety, there must be a place where shadow people sit um, where it's sort of just a silhouette, a, a darkness or a blackness that is there. But it doesn't necessarily mean at all that they are malevolent in any way, shape or form no, as just, far as I'm concerned. They haven't had the energy or the ability to fully manifest. Mm. So you only sh- see the the outline of mm-hmm, them. Mm-hmm. That, that's my thought anyway. Um, typing, tapping sounds in the dead of the night. There's also been a nurse in a starched uniform wandering through the hallways of the museum and they've heard Native American war drums coming from the Indian Battle Park. Oh. So that's interesting. Native American war drums. Mm -hmm. So was there some sort of battle there between 
the Canadian Indigenous and the American Indigenous? Was this borderlands that they were fighting over? Oh, I don't. That know. would be centuries beforehand. Yeah. So, or is this just one of these tropes that keep popping up that we've got to have some Native Americans in there somewhere? Mm. Hmm. I don't know. That that was a little bit odd, that one, but there is an Indian battle park nearby. Right, we couldn't resist ourselves. We had to quickly yeah, stop and look it up. Because I asked the question, of course, what is an Indian battle park, And Well, it is the actual name of the park. It is called Indian Battle Park, and it's located in the Old Men River Valley urban park system of Lethbridge, Alberta, and it's a 150-acre park which was developed in 1960 to commemorate the Battle of the Belly River, which was held in the area on the 24th of October, 1870, between the Blackfoot and the Cree. Ah. So there we go. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. Wow. We're learning things about other countries, Renata. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> All right. Now, I mentioned a typewriter earlier. And there is this, per- this is from another article. I'll just find out what that article was. The Others Side TV. And they were doing research for some show called Other Side, I think it was. And they were saying that there's definitely been times when I'm working alone that I felt their presence. And they were talking about children. And I can hear them coming from upstairs and the sound of a typewriter. Now, this is why I'm, I'm using this quote. And there's the smell of pepper, which is often associated with ghosts. Um, excuse me? I have never. I've, I've never heard of. Never heard of ghosts being associated with the smell of pepper. Is, is that a Canadian thing or? I, I don't know. Oh, wow. I, I think I'm going to have to pause and look that up too. All right. I, I've done a bit. So I've, I've looked up. Uh, are ghosts associated with the smell of pepper. And we've got here, for centuries, encounters with ghosts have been accompanied by descriptions of their earthly smells. The lingering scent of Old Spice aftershave. <laughs> oh. <laughs> A favourite cigarette brand. Uh, look, Maybe something romantic in Victoria. You have to be over 40 to like understand Rose. the Old Spice. Um, yeah, rose perfume. Um, Entwistle allegedly wore a gardenia scent when she was alive. Um, but there is no mention of pepper in that particular one. Now, I did look up another one and it says ghost pepper myths and legends. But that's mm. the actually, the the it's a chili mm-hmm. called ghost pepper. Okay. So I'm wondering if this person may have got their lines <laughs> A little crossed. Oh, look, there must be something associated. They've learnt or there's something there. Okay. Yeah, I think they've got – I'm sure they've got their wires crossed with a chilli and, and the ghost smelling like pepper. If you have heard of this, if you've heard of pepper being associated with um, – Ghost smelling like peppers. Ghosts. Um, send us a message. Oh, please would, do. I mean – Send this, us this the literature on that one. Se- this would be something interesting for all of us to learn. <laughs> Um, now, you'll be pleased to know that George... Oh, hang on. I've, I haven't finished about the children. So, we're, we're on still with the uh, the Other Side TV. And apparently when they were 
doing their research, they decided they wanted to concentrate on young children. That was their theme. Mm -hmm. And I'll read you this little uh, section here. According to some paranormal experts, communicating with the spirits of children can be challenging because these young spirits don't have the concentration or proper understanding of talking through mediums or intuitives. Okay. Okay. I I don't agree with that, but never mind. Mm -hmm. So one of their team members tried using a music box as a trigger object to attract them. Other paranormal investigators find that toys like balls work well with young spirits. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Come on, spirits, play with my balls. The ghosts of children are also less common than those of adults. There's a lot of big statements in this article. Yeah, go ahead. Children are less likely to experience trauma that might keep them from crossing over to the other side. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, 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 no. no. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, it'd be interesting what you guys think of this too. Let us know. But those who still walk amongst us may be there searching for their parents or are simply lost. Now, we have come across that Mm -hmm. where where kids are looking for their mum or dad. Yeah. Children's spirits or child spirits may even evoke feelings of sympathy or a desire to help them in some way. In the case of the Galt Museum, the knowledge that many children died of medical mishaps, diseases, and even murder. See, they've had to go there. They've had to go. They've had there to was, make it dramatic. Yeah, there was no need to there's mention no that. No need. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know if there's any proof of any of that. I mean, there was. Uh, Early on, there would be medical mishaps, but people would have been trying their best. Mm. Murder. Uh, So, too, did the presence of the dark spirit Lucy or Lucky, who may be bothering George and the children who still linger in the hospital. Hopefully, following the other side's investigations and Tom's protection ceremonies, Sarah, Alexander and the other children in the Galt Hospital have found their peace. Uh, they've brought a negative energy called Lucy or Lucky into it. Now, I have seen nowhere in my research any entity by that name. Mm-hmm. But they've got a TV show or some sort of show. Mm-hmm. They've got to come up with something dark, don't mm-hmm. they? Seems to be the pattern, um, which is really sad because... Can you, you hear you, my eyes rolling from here? Um, it, <laughs> look, so many places do have um, spirits that are just... You know, beautiful, beautiful souls. Would you come out of... And guys, would you watch... Guys and girls, would you watch a TV show where the uh, investigators actually found beautiful souls? You know, Nana Josephine and, um, you know, Uncle Arthur and, you know, the children that play beautifully in the yard. and, and The lady that had to clean up the vomit. And there's, there's nothing, absolutely not a scary of anything scary. Would you still watch that program? If the investigators were saying, well, everyone here's just... They're lovely. Lovely. I've got a beautiful feeling about this place. It's it's serene and, yes... The tide is turning, there, Renata. There are a few ghosts here, but, you know, they're... they're they're fabulous. They're just looking after the place and doing their own thing. Would you watch a program that has that as its ending? 
rather than the you know the um, investigative group having come out going well we solved that we got rid of the entity and you know we're all fabulous and good now and oh, my knickers are so tight you can see my bulges it's clear now we've cleared the place out <sighs> All right, you're done? Yeah, Thank it's you. upsetting. It is. It's very annoying. Anyway, there's been a recent encounter with George, and this was the, the parapsychologist who doesn't have the money to buy oh, these gadgets. yes. So he's reporting on this. He was alone in the workshop downstairs in a room which used to have the iron lung mm-hmm. in the Galt Hospital days again, mm-hmm. Prince Fair Henry mm-hmm. Hospital. Yep. Geez, those things are noisy. Uh, so he was down there painting the railings for a display that was going to happen. He said he had had an encounter with George, the one who died in the elevator. Oh, the mis- malfunction. Yes. Words. Ah, yes. uh, so oh, let me find out because you don't need to hear all that again. Uh, I was alone. I was cleaning the paintbrushes after painting the railings. I had the radio on playing loudly and all of a sudden... I felt a presence and then heard very clearly a man's voice say the word, hello. (laughs) It wasn't a question like, hello, is anyone there? It was a statement, hello. But I turned around right away and nobody was there. At first I thought it was Brad Brown or someone playing a prank. He said, adding it wasn't staff or another volunteer playing a prank as you need a special pass key to get into that particular room. And he looked everywhere, but he couldn't find anyone. So while that was the first time George had spoken to him, Small said that he felt his presence before numerous times, ditto for the kids that have been waving from the second floor windows. How does he know it's George? He's heard a voice say hello. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Could be anyone. But anyway, he said it's a very calming presence, all presence, almost curious. The ghosts want to know who I am and what I'm doing, and it's always a good feeling. I've never had malevolent spirits. Oh, bless you. Good on you. Thank you, thank you. Now, I'm going to move on to the fun stuff. Mm. Believe it or not, there is fun stuff from Oh, really? I've been on to Reddit. Mm-hmm. I don't often go to Reddit. Uh, I think you may have sent me a link to something. Mm-hmm. Oh, I had to dig a little deeper. So these are people's real life experiences uh, at the Galt. So somebody had put up in Reddit, uh, does anyone have any uh, ghostly experiences in the town of Lethbridge? And some people answered with all sort of various things. But this one was from somebody who, whose name was Aura Nocte. Um, she said, mum worked at the old hospital for a while. Not the new one, but the old one. She said there were a lot of reports of a nun being seen attending those who were dying. Yeah, that's that's right. That's possible. Yeah. Mm. One night, a nurse was pushing a trolley of blood bags from one location to another. She stopped to pick up some paperwork at a desk and four bags fell off. She put them back on and turned back to talk to another nurse and they fell off again. It happened two more times. Finally, the nurse took a look at the bags. The ones that fell off and only those ones were expired. Oh, wow. Yeah. What a fabulous story. Yeah, the nurses told my mum that they thought the nun was warning them since she had been seen earlier that night. 
Oh, wow. I like that story. I love that. She said she also swore that she saw a man walking through the underground tunnel joining the main hospital to the old folks' wing, but he wasn't there when she got closer. Mm -hmm. That's a good story. Oh, what else have I got here? Now, I've got another little short one here from Fur Mama Cherry 96. Isn't that just gorgeous? <laughs> oh, Fur Mama. Uh, this is a personal story when they visited the Galt with their BLAST program. I don't know what that is. In the summer when I was around eight or nine years old, I was walking through the area where they had the replica Black Beauty skull. So remember, it's a museum. This is not when it was a hospital. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was listening to one of the information phones and was slowly putting it back as my hand went down. An adult-sized hand slammed my hand with the phone down. I quickly ran and catched up with the rest of the group after that. Oh. So it was a ghostly hand. Yes. Telling her to go and catch up with the others and stop fooling around. Yes, how dare you be learning stuff. Now, Mm -hmm. that's my ghost stories done. Mm -hmm. What are we going to look at now? Let's have a look at the reason why there may be ghosts here. Mm -hmm. Yes, it was a hospital. Mm -hmm. Yes, there's trauma, death, grief associated with the location. Hmm. There are museum artefacts, though. Also, that yeah. would have been donated yes, and from the early days of Lethbridge. So, is it uh, spirits or entities attached to these items? Mm-hmm. I'm sure a K2 would let us know. Mm-hmm. Is, oh. it, is it a memory recall by the people that are there at the time? Or is it... I hate saying this. Uh, let me just read you this. This was from an article called Lethbridge... Uh, sorry, lethbridgenewsnow.com. Now, before I go into what actually happened, because they've gone to the place for an, a, a walkthrough and a mm-hmm, tour and mm-hmm. an investigation with the staff, uh, before I go into what actually happened, be aware of this. The staff there tend to play tricks on other staff members now and again, or perhaps on some gullible reporters who really, really want to see something unusual. We weren't sure whether that happened this time or not. Mm, okay. So it's known that they may spin yarns and pull pranks on people. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm just putting it out there. I'm just, you know, I'm I'm the one who has to try and debunk and work out why there may be a haunting. So don't hate me. You're all beautiful people. Now, also, we had that LA beat with the parapsychologist. Yes. Uh, and I noticed in a lot of the stories that there are staff members named as the people telling the stories. They work there. Um, there is one of the employees there who is writing a book on ghosts. Right. So is it helping promote the ghost books? Hmm. I don't know. Because it does help if you've got ghost stories happening and you're writing a ghost book. Yes. I'm sure that's not the case, but I have to be the nasty person and just say it out loud. Yeah, yeah. I, look, I think with the history of the location, and I, I don't think there's anything dark, negative, horrible in there. No. But it it has been a hospital, mm-hmm. and we know that there is trauma. There's all those art items there. Mm-hmm. Is this a true haunting, Renata? Uh, and don't forget, p- people have personal, um, their own personal... Um, 
experiences yeah. while they're there. So, you know, there can be 20 people in the place at one time and yet it's only one person that seems to have an experience. Why do they have an experience? That's a whole other podcast. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. Look, Either they've got abilities or they think they've got abilities. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a possibility that it is haunted. Yeah. I wouldn't I'd, mind doing an investigation. I'd go. I'd absolutely go. I'd like to meet George. I can imagine poor old George would be still there. Mm-hmm. I think he'd retired be retired farmer. I think he'd be a fun guy to talk to. Yeah. I wonder how you oh, I hope he was still asleep when that happened. I really do. Yeah. So obviously, it woke him up because he was downstairs having a laugh about what happened. Mm. Look, guys, that was a short one today. I hope you've enjoyed it. We're going to be back from our overseas trips next week, I think. We're going to pop in a uh, a best of Spooky Sundays for you. Now, Spooky oh, you're Sundays love this. is our other radio show that becomes a podcast. So I've grabbed a few stories and I've put them together for you to have a little bit of a listen to. Mm. And let's just say we're a little bit naughtier on those ones than what we are here. And if you haven't listened to the um, Spooky Sundays before, it's all up on uh, as podcasts and available. Spotify and iTunes. We hope that this sort of gives you a taste of the different type of uh, stories that we tell. They're much shorter. They're not into this sort of great detail, but they're things that we have uh, really enjoyed finding and sharing yes but if you'd like to support our work and we do appreciate those people who have been shouting us a cup of coffee guys you are just keeping us moving forward uh thank you thank you so much just look up buy me a coffee Anne and renata we'll put the link in the notes down below and you can shout us a cup of coffee if you want to become a regular supporter become a patreon and you'll have the links down for that as well become a grand poo bar because they get the best stuff and uh what else can we say Oh, look, when we get back from this particular tour, we are going to have so much to talk about. We so will. We will have lots of stories to tell. Especially and about Hauska yeah. Castle. Oh, and what we actually think and when we get there. And the, the Sedlec, Sedlec Ossuary. Yeah, and Frankfurt and everywhere else that we go, we will be having lots of experiences. So also remember to jump onto our Facebook pages. Oh, YouTube. Anne and Renata Frightfully Good and YouTube. Yeah, Anne we and will Renata. be going live on YouTube. Uh, so you will be able to find us there and follow our um yeah follow our journey if you haven't already but guys thank you so much for being here and remember the easy thing to do is just share this around that helps us so much guys we'll see you on the dark side stay spooky be frightfully good and don't don't be be a a dickhead. dickhead bye thank you for listening to this episode of true hauntings If you like the show, give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. For more on Anne and Renata, follow at Anne and Renata on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Or visit their website, www.anneandrenata.com. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.